Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. In their final national TV appearance of the season, the Bears return to Bridget Soldier Field, looking to break their two-game losing streak against the still-playoff hopeful Saints on Monday Night Football. Can the Bears handle the Saints, or will Breeze and company just blow right through us? All of this and so much more on the Week 15 preview episode of the Chicago Bears Review. games left in this most disappointing of seasons and then it's time to focus on 2015 what's going on everybody Larry D back the week 15 preview episode of the Chicago Bears review and it appears that I owe you guys a huge apology Uh, the week 14 review the Bears and Cowboys review episode uh, never made it onto the uh, never made it onto the site Um, I thought I had it uploaded Uh, apparently there was something some malfunction or whatever with the uh, with the site, it never went through. And then just to further compound the problem, when I went to go back and uh, uh, load it up, the, the file wasn't there. Um, so anyway, I I have the uh, the knee jerk reactions. That's uh, always saved ahead of time. That's done before. Uh, each review episode, so I'll be posting that, or by the time you see this, you'll have seen the knee-jerk reactions have been posted, uh, and that will have to serve for the review episode this time around. Uh, again, I apologize about that. I, and here I was un- until uh, I was getting ready to uh, to upload this show that uh, I noticed that the 14th uh, week 14 review episode never made it onto the podcast or, or never made it onto the show. So, uh, anywho, back to the business at hand. Uh, this will probably be one of my shorter episodes. I apologize for the quality of it. This, this probably sounds like the knee jerk reactions because I am recording this on my uh, mini recorder. It's been a hectic uh, couple of weeks uh, for me, just going back and forth and uh, everything, and haven't had time to sit down and do a show proper. Uh, so I'm actually doing one on my commute to work this morning. So you should adore me for my my love and dedication that I get these shows out for you guys. Um, You know, let's be honest, folks. There's not a whole lot left to say. I mean, there have been a lot more headlines of the infighting, or if you want to call it that, uh, the the comments and such made, uh, Brandon Marshall agreeing that uh, if he were the one to sign Jay to this contract with the season that he's had, he would also have buyer's remorse. Um, You know, Brandon's on injured reserve now. Uh, He suffered a collapsed lung due to the rib injuries uh, that he had uh, 
last week against the uh, Cowboys, so his season mercifully is over. Statistically, the worst of his career. Uh, so you know, it's just kind of a good thing to to put this season out of its misery, uh, if you guys know what I mean. And uh, you know, also. It, the other big headline that I read yesterday on on uh, on Thursday, as a matter of fact, was that uh, the the Bears' inside source for Ian Rappaport's report was none other than our offensive coordinator Aaron Cromer. Uh, he denies saying that the Bears had buyer's remorse, but he did cop to saying that he criticized Jay Cutler for his plays, how he refuses to check out of bad run calls and such and uh, and so forth. And, uh, you know, I, it just... <sighs> It's it's extremely frustrating, um, you know, to keep having to read these things that the Bears only make the headlines when something is going wrong or, uh, these days anyway. And, you know, it just this things like this. It's just, you know, another one of those things where you, you sit here and you see something like this. You constantly hear uh, Coach Tressman dumbfounded over the fact that the team didn't play well this week. They swear up and down they had a great week of practice, and then they go out there and get their asses handed to them uh, by whoever the opponent is for this week. And, uh, you know, like he just has no idea why the team doesn't perform when they have the opportunities on Sundays or Thursdays or Mondays in this case, and um, makes him look incompetent. Uh, Emery looks bad because the plays, the you know, the money that he gave out to uh, you know our free agents for this off season has not panned out. Uh, you know, and it's just one of those things where the, with the way that you're watching this foundation crumble in front of us that it has to start at the top and and more and more with the way things are going this this Aaron Cromer thing was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back for me it was just like how do you keep these guys around next year now i'm not talking about firing emery per se but the whole coaching staff has to go because there's no way in hell that there's any trust between this staff and the team after something like that and you'd have to think that that's one major contributing factor as to why it is this team is playing the way that they are. Because they don't have trust for this coaching staff, because they don't respect this coaching staff, despite what they may say in interviews with the media and, and so forth, it, it could just be that they either have no respect or have no trust for this coaching staff and why they just appear to be, you know, going through the motions when we're supposed to have, on paper at least, and you've heard me say that phrase a thousand times this season, on paper, we're supposed to have a deeply talented roster. Maybe not so much on defense, but on offense, we got all the same guys that had the number two offense behind the record-setting Broncos last year. You know, we got everybody coming back, we, you know, everyone. Uh, even adding, uh, you know, Marquise Wilson into the mix that we were looking forward to so much and uh, and so on. And, and it just, uh, it never happened. It just never happened. And, and here we are. We got three games left in the season. We got, uh, you know, New Orleans on Monday night and the Saints are coming into town. This is a team that despite their 5-8 and eight record, same as the Bears, that... Uh, 
they're tied for first place in their division at five and eight. That's just the the kind of year the AFC South is having. Or excuse me, NFC South uh, is having the AFC. AFC South. I mean, they got they got the Colts and the Texans still kind of battling it out a little bit. But um, you know, the NFC South is the worst division in football this year. Not one winning record amongst them. And uh, you know, it's like, do, do the Bears even have it in them to play the spoiler? You know, do they have it in them to ruin the chances of the Saints? Because lately. The, the Saints and the Falcons, who they're tied with at first place, have been f- copying each other. If the Falcons win, then the Saints win. If the Falcons lose, then the Saints lose, and so on. So there's no ground given up. There's no uh, space between the two. And the Falcons are merely ahead of New Orleans because the two teams played Week 1 and Atlanta won. That's it. Uh, otherwise, they are identical. So where where New Orleans goes, Atlanta goes, kind of thing. Do the Bears have it in them at all? I mean, is there any pride left in this team? Are they all also just waiting for the season to be over so that they can focus on getting ready for next year, or so they can brace themselves for whatever is going to happen this off season? I mean, talk about question marks going into the end of the year. I mean, good lord. Are we going to have the same head coach? Are we going to have the same general manager? What are our coordinators going to look like? Is Aaron Cromer going to be back after the stunt he just pulled? We know Mel Tucker is going to be gone. If he isn't, God help us all if Mel Tucker doesn't disappear after this season. And what's the personnel going to look like? Is Jay Cutler going to be our quarterback? What improvements, if any, are we going to make to the offense? Uh, you know, are we going to look to move Brandon Marshall? Uh, you know, all that, all that stuff comes into question. You know, are we going to bite the bullet and go into salary cap hell for a year or two while we shake loose these contracts that we signed to disappointments like Lamar Houston and Jared Allen and uh, and so forth? You know, or do we just, <laughs> you know, what do we do? More question marks, but. For the task at hand, the Bears are at home, second week in a row. They have the Saints. It'll be outdoors. It'll be at Soldier Field. It'll be December. The last couple of times the Saints have had to play in these conditions, they have had zero success winning those games. But this is a completely different football team we're talking about on both sides, the Bears and the Saints. I mean, when the NFL drew this schedule up, when they put Week 15, Bears, Saints, Monday Night Football, what they had envisioned was two teams either atop their divisions or close, fighting for playoff spots and two of the best offenses in football. They were practically drooling over themselves when they put this game on the schedule. Now I bet they wish they could flex out of it just because neither one of these teams has played like the, like people thought they were going to. And for anyone who would like to go back and take a moment to listen to my Picks That Stick show, my last preseason episode, it was the Saints I had going to the Super Bowl this year. This was my NFC representative for the Super Bowl this year. I just, I like their schedule. I like the division that they played in. 
you know, the, the Panthers never have a back-to-back winning seasons, and they've proven that. They're they're 4-8 and eight right now, 4-8-1, and one, thanks to that tie with the Bengals. Um, you know, but the Saints, there's another team you can't figure out. This is a team that won like 20-something games in a row in the Superdome, have now lost four in a row in the Super Bowl, Superdome, but can go to Pittsburgh, one of the toughest places to play in the NFL, and wax the Steelers, who are basically who are tied in the NFC in the AFC North right now, fighting for a playoff spot of their own. They've won eight games this year, but one of their losses is to the lowly Saints in their own building. So. You know, and, and it's the same thing with the Bears. We lose our first three road games, but we were undefeated on the road. You know, it just, I mean, that right there. We're two and four at home on the year. We got two home games left against the Saints and then next week for the against the Lions and then we're done. Neither one of these teams, anyone, has really been able to figure out. So, you know, and the Saints are going through through turmoil of their own. I mean, there's talk that Sean Payton might be let go at the end of this season, which I think would be fantastic for the Bears if uh, if that's possible for Sean Payton to be on the uh, on the market after the year that we've had. Here's a guy, another offensive guru, and a fiery guy, an emotional guy, somebody who looks like he's got a pulse on the sidelines, whereas Mark Tressman just looks like he's there. No big deal. You know, shake it off. We're working on the next play. I don't. I don't want that guy on the sidelines. I, 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 I. You know, that's why I would love to have a Rex Ryan, or a Sean Payton, or you know, hell, even a Mike Shanahan. Mike Shanahan even shows that everybody he's he's alive while he's out there. I just. I want somebody who looks like they care about what's going on out there. Anyway. We've all had to endure this season, all 13 games of it so far. Even in the one games that we won, aside from the Atlanta game, did you walk away feeling good for, uh, from any of it? You know, yeah, we were happy we beat the, the 49ers. We exercised the demons in San Francisco. We finally beat the 49ers in San Francisco. That was awesome. But it took a fourth quarter comeback to do it. We looked like crap for the first two and a half quarters of the football game before we finally woke up and started playing some football. The Jets, you know, anyway, I'm not going to go through it again, but, you know, it's just, it's been a crap season all across the board. You know, there have been, you know, we've won games this year, and like I said, aside from the Atlanta victory, which was as close to a complete team win that we've had this year, you know, you often sit there and wonder, you know, because we played this way, how do we win this game at all, kind of thing. So... That's why, you know, obviously the X's and O's are important. The strategies that teams have going into football games, obviously that's important. But when it comes to this football game, the X's and O's aren't aren't irrelevant because these are two football teams that have not executed 
the X's and O's. That's why they're five and eight. These are the teams that can't stop tripping over themselves, committing stupid penalties, having breakdowns uh, on offense and or defense, sometimes both in the same game. You know, we, we are mirror images of each other. Now, we're whereas people thought we'd be mirror images in the way of explosive offenses, playoff teams, uh, you know, and, and so on, we're mirror images in, in the range of disappointment. These two teams are not where people thought they were going to be, Let you know, including myself. I thought this was going to be an awesome game, and it might still be. Uh, you know, I was on the phone on, on the radio with Doug Wagner this morning, and he mentioned I bet people really thought that that Atlanta-Green Bay game was going to have much higher stakes on Monday Night Football when they put the schedule out. Ended up being a, like a 41 to 38, uh, you know, down to the wire game. It was actually a really good game. So the viewers won. But, you know, the people watching the game, if you watched it, good for you. You know, you lucked out. You got a great game. I'm hoping that it's I, – I just – I want to enjoy a Bears game this year. I would really like that, you know. And, and it's at the point where out of the playoffs, the season is over, essentially. I don't care if we win or lose now. I really don't. I just want to enjoy a Bears game, you know. Let's go back to Week 17 last year against the Green Bay Packers. Granted, one of the most heartbreaking days last year, losing that football game, having that mental breakdown at the in the last uh, drive for Green Bay, them you know losing another goddamn game to Packers, to, to Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, and so on. But what a great game. What a great game. It was a fun, exciting game to watch. And I, and I was looking yesterday. I was actually throwing out my, my 2014 preview magazines yesterday, looking at the Bears' 2013 schedule. And aside from their loss to St. Louis, they lost 42-21, to and that debacle in Philadelphia where they lost 54-11, to the Bears were like one score Win or lose, it was a one-score game in just about every game we played last year. So even though we lost half the games on our schedule last year, we were in it until basically the end in every game last year. So we had fighters. We had you know, we had fighters last year. These guys wanted to win the game. These guys fought for it until the very end. And, you know, then the football gods made their decision, basically. That's how it went down last year. This year, it's been over before the opening friggin' kickoff. And, you know, it's been very, very difficult to watch. And, you know, I'm going to keep it short this week, guys. It's because it's just going to be me saying the same old stuff all over again. So I'm going to do it one more time, and then I'm going to get the hell out of here. It doesn't matter what the X's and O's are. It's all about the execution. Uh, you know, does this team have it in them to play the spoiler? Do they? Are they still playing for anything? We know what they should be playing for. Are they actually playing for it? You know what I mean? Are they out there? Do they give a damn anymore? Are they still trying to win football games, or are they just merely playing out the string? That are Those are the real questions that we have here with the Bears. Um, I did pick them to win because I, I think that we're better than New Orleans. I do. And um, 
you know, we're at the home, you know, the whole home field thing, the the temperatures, the the, the you know, the history of the whole thing. I, I think the Bears are just a, a better choice this week as far as winning and losing uh, against the Saints. So I'm going to go with them and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll talk on Tuesday to find out if the Bears uh, showed up at all. Do we have a pulse? Do we have a heart? Do we still have a football team? And what does that team look like on Tuesday? So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.